Now, that day has arrived that some people have been fearing, but others had been advocating for. The uh, smell of burning turf not going to be as common as it once was. New regulations, which came into effect at midnight, banned the sale of turf, smoky coal and wet wood in shops and online. Our reporter, Josh Crosby, has been out getting some reaction on this today. First of all, Josh, did you manage to buy any turf? Well, Anton, I didn't know. Look, I admit from the start, being from Kerry, I do enjoy the smell and the sight of an open fire. It, it can really add a lot of character to a place. But look, we just have to move with the times now. So people with turfery rights, their turf cutting rights, they will still be able to cut turf for their own use or gift it to others. And they can sell it, provided they don't do so in a shop or online. Now, as we know, this has been a controversial thorn for governments going back decades but as you said the day has arrived and turf cutters solid fuel depots and people who like to burn turf will mostly for the most part have to change their habits and the way they go about their business but then of course there is obviously the environmental factor here and why this was brought in in the first place so on the government's website under these new regulations there's a list of what burning solid fuels can have on air quality and the impact it does and it states that when burning solid fuels for listeners that might not be aware, it releases a pollutant called fine particulate matter, which can cause a range of health effects. But look, to get the reaction on this news today, I asked these people on the streets of Dublin. At home with gas and electricity. Right. So you're, you're not a turf burner in here? Oh, absolutely not, no. And are you glad now that this ban is eventually coming to force? Absolutely, I am. I mean, it is, uh, you know, an ecological nightmare to be digging turf in this day and age. This is ancient bog land which holds in carbon dioxide. You know, there's no eminent domain right to go and, you know, destroy an ecosystem. It's ridiculous. I don't think it's great for the people in in rural Ireland that have used it all their lives, you know. And there is some people that still use it in Dublin. I know there's climate change, etc., but there's a lot more to be looked at before that happens, you know. Well, now, I'm not too sure about that because I'm from Australia and, like, you'd be sweltering, so I won't be burning any turf over there. Yeah, it's not going to bother you, any. So it's not going to bother me, but you're down the country, we always used to go as kids down to the turf, you know, and uh, me granny, me aunt, she used to burn the turf. Yeah, so the smells of it now would bring you back, would they? So the smells of the turf would bring back a load of memories for me. So I suppose I'm all for it, to be honest. How do you heat your own home yourself? Yeah, we're gas. Gas? Yeah, gas. And would you be a fan of the smell of turf now? Would you like it? I don't particularly like the smell of it, but, but I see the benefits of it. <laughs> if I could get it, I'd probably use it, if I'm honest with you. I use it as a kid. Well, I don't think it should be banned right now, because of the world we're in. And I don't have a problem with people using it. Give the people a break, any help we can give. So what do you think now of this ban that came into force at midnight? Well, I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, there's alternatives to burning turf, so... I don't see why people should still continue to do so when there are other alternatives. Like I know there's a lot of jobs, especially in rural communities with it, but I think maybe the government should be trying to implement like a green transition type of thing, like helping people move to move from those type of jobs to green jobs. That's people in both rural and city settings there giving their views on the turf selling ban which came into force at midnight. What about those, though, Josh, who are involved in the work side of things? Were you speaking to anybody who cuts turf? 
Yes, Anton. So Michael Fitzmaurice is an independent TD from the Roscommon Galway border, but Deputy Fitzmaurice also runs an agricultural and turf contracting business. Now, M- Michael has long been trying to retain turf cutters' rights, and this is a topic he obviously feels very strongly about. And he says it's not just due to his livelihood, but that it's a way of life and culture for many people living in rural Ireland. Plenty of it will come across the border. Um, they have done it before and proved be it in, we all heard about the diesel that came across and all the different stuff, and this will be no different, that plenty of fuels will come across the border, and Minister Ryan will actually probably now do more harm than good with some of the sort of, you know, last bite of the tail that he has put into it. Like anything, there, there will be teething issues now, there might even be discretion shown, but how do you see it proceeding? First of all, the sting in the tail that's put with this regulation in relation to snitching on your neighbour or whatever, the minister needs to, like a regulation can be changed at any time, and the minister needs to put a clarification into that and take that out. The consequences down the line is you have to think and look at a regulation as a regulation, law as law, but interpretation for a while, as you've rightly pointed out, you know, there might be a sort of... Uh, turn of the blind eye to it but you will get over enthusiastic people and places you will also get fundamental environmentalists there is plenty of them around the country that could make a hobby out of making life busy for the council people and but the only thing and i keep saying it it's not workable because if you think somebody can police dublin or galway one person and be there when the fire is lit well now you'd want to start living in the green world that's independent TD Michael Fitzmaurice there and what he wants to see in the altered uh, regulations. There are, of course, people beyond the fundamentalist environmentalists who are welcoming this. What about those, Josh? Yes, Anton. So the EPA estimates that there are around 1,300 premature deaths annually in Ireland due to poor air quality from this fine particulate matter. Now, so of course there are people happy with this ban and like we just heard in the box there at the start, a few people there as well. But but one man who has carried out plenty of research into this is John Sodo, who's a emeritus professor of chemistry at UCC. He says this is a good day for Ireland. It's a real achievement. Uh, the, the, the government have, have managed it. They've, they've got it virtually over the line. It's a great start, really, for what must happen in the future is, is to ban the, the, the whole of solid fuel burning. How will something like this actually improve the public's health? Like, like what benefits will this have now to air quality? Yeah, sometimes people don't understand the damage that it can do. Uh, to our health. And that's true. I mean, they say, well, it's not like it was in Charles Dickens' time when you could go out in the street, then have to come back and wash your face from the blackness after walking around. And how long do you envisage other solid fuels remaining on the market now? Or what would you like to see being done next? My personal view uh, would be to ban wood stoves. I know that there are arguments about wet and dry wood, what's better, what what's worse, and that dry wood is okay. But really, the World Health Organization knows and tells us, as does the EU, that any amount of particles in the atmosphere is bad for our health, our cardio health, our lung health. That's Emeritus Professor John Soda there from uh, UCC. Who else did you speak to, Josh? 
Well, I wanted to hear from the sellers themselves. So we heard from Deputy Fitzmaurice who cuts the turf, but for the solid fuel depots across the country and rural filling stations, they'll no longer be allowed to sell turf. So I wanted to find out it will impact them. So I met with Robert Hudson, who owns Crumlin Fuel Depot, and he's been operating for over 30 years. And as expected, turf is not as popular in cities such as Dublin, but he understands why people choose to burn it. But he says the move to smokeless fuel has been a long time coming. Well, in the, in the Dublin area, and I suppose in the major population areas and cities around the country, it wouldn't have been as popular as it would be as in rural areas. But certainly it's popular because, not only as a heat source, but it has a distinctive aroma and it's, a, it's an evocative thing that brings back memories of maybe visits to grandparents or even in my own case, a turf fire always takes me back to the Geltacht as a child. So it has that special place in the heart and minds of uh, a lot of Irish people. But as a heat source, it's not fantastic. So generally, people are much uh, happier and better off with the smokeless fuel that's been available around the country for a long time. The old smoky coal has been banned in Dublin for over 30 years now. So people in Dublin and outside in the cities and the major population areas, they're more used to the smokeless fuel. It's better quality higher heat output and the consistency is better because it's not mined from the ground it's manufactured in a lot of cases so you you've had you've had a good few years now to adapt to, to the smokeless fuel but how will this ban affect some fuel suppliers across the country or you say your rural filling station or well i can't see it affecting them to a great degree because there's other fuel sources that people people need fuel People can't sit in the cold, so people are going to burn fuel. They're going to burn smokeless fuel. They're going to burn uh, dry logs, seasoned logs. So that's going to continue. For the local garages and local shops that are selling turf at the moment, there's still going to be a market there for them. There'll always be a market for, for um, solid fuel. And, and the market is strong, I believe. Like Solid fuels have increased in popularity this year. The market is very strong because the, po- the price of gas, the price of oil, the price of electricity has skyrocketed. The price of smokeless fuel has gone up quite a lot considerably as well. But um, with smokeless fuel, there's a, there's a sense of security about it that if you have a stock of smokeless fuel in the in the yard or out in the back garden, that it's there. There's a sense of comfort about it, a sense of security. It's there. It's paid for. It's yours. Nobody can turn it off at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So that's that's very important to people without everything that's going on in the world. There you go. That is Robert Hudson from the Crumlin Fuel Depot. Ending that report from Josh Crosby.